0: Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated
1: you're listening to the hardwood hustle brought to you by pgc basketball
0: thank you for tuning in you're listening to the hardwood hustle i'm your host adam bradley alongside tj Rosine. we've got a great episode for you coming up here but let's catch up with our friends over at shot tracker before we begin our friends over at Shot Tracker are changing the game with their new revolutionary technology that is making basketball more efficient and effective at all levels. Shot Tracker is made up of three components. There's a Shot Tracker-enabled ball, player sensors, and anchors in the rafter. And combining them all gives you high-level, detailed analytics to be able to track everything your players are doing spacing movement shot efficiency it's absolutely incredible check out shot to learn more about how you can get connected to shot tracker and begin changing the game for
1: your team all right adam i'm gonna tee us up today uh-oh I was trying to think of a catchy title but i'm just gonna go with it right <laughs> off the rip that's the, the name of the episode no, right off the rip right no no oh, okay all right i'm gonna title it. you ready Demanding a trade, looking to transfer, changing high schools.
0: Yeah, that's not good What does that say about our society? Oh, really? So you went with the long, extended, Extended. long-form title.
1: The break was for effect, you know, (laughs) and then you jumped in right during the break. Sorry,
0: I'm bad at that.
1: But, um, yeah, so it started with this. Anthony Davis. Not the first by any means, Mm -hmm. you know, but – and for He's the got,
0: record, this has been on TJ's line yeah, pretty, pretty heavily.
1: <laughs> he, he got fined for demanding a trade, right? And it, it's really complex because think about it in this way. like, Let's just say that you didn't like um, your job, so you walked in there and you said, you know what? I don't like my job. I'm going to either want a new position or I'm going to demand a trade. Like, None of us can say that, right? No, none of us can do that. None of us really have the ability to go hurt the company like that. And I think that's okay because somebody built the company we're working for, you know, you, you built lead them up and you can afford to pay what you can pay for a salary and put people in different positions and you know, whatever. So I, now I get it. Workers need to have rights too. like, if you're making more and more money and they're doing more and more work and you're paying less and less, is not fair and not everybody's going to be fair. So I, I completely understand that. But we're talking about a guy making hundreds of millions of dollars, right? And you've agreed to go do this. you become a representative of this business and a lot of times of that city. And then as soon as you say, hey, I want to trade and I want out of here, I think it diminishes and it hurts the company and the institution that agreed to pay you those millions of dollars. I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's really fair. And it's a trickle down. When you look at the NBA and what's going on, like if they're not happy, they demand a trade. right? And to me... It's not okay. If you do want to trade, it shouldn't be everybody's business. Like, it's not going to get out. If you come to me as the GM and say I want to trade, I'm not telling anybody. Now I'm trying to trade you, but I'm not telling anybody because I'm trying to get max whatever for my dealings. But as soon as we go announce it to the world, you just really hurt your your team and, and then and the uh, and the company. And then it it trickles down to transferring, right? Like they don't like the their team, they don't like who they're playing for college they're looking to transfer and it trickles down to high school you know high school players are moving more than ever they don't like their school they're going on what what is this what does it say like i, I there's something underlying to it you know what i mean like what does it say and, and why has it become so relevant like magic and bird never asked for trades they weren't trying to get out of there like I mean, you know jordan like these people stayed there you know forever i mean i, I am dating back before then it just you never heard that talk but things are changing and what mm-hmm. does it mean
0: I think it definitely is a reflection of our empowerment society. Everyone's feeling very empowered these days, TJ, that the power should be in their hands. And they have the ability to call their own shots and make their own decisions and make change happen if they feel like they want to make change happen. I think there's a lot of that going on. If I don't like this circumstance, I'm going to fight to change it. If I don't like this law, I'm going to fight to change it. If I don't like this president, I'm going to fight to change it, right? There's a very empowered society, and there's a lot of positive in that regard, but it also creates players saying, I, I am worth X. I should I, I should do what's best for me. This is what I want. I can make it happen. There's this mindset here. Now- I'm a little conflicted, a little bit on your feeling. I know you're not happy with that trade demand. I'm not that, I'm not as upset about it as you are, TJ. One, I certainly think the contractual dynamic in the NBA definitely changes things compared to high school and college. I think the high school and college conversation can be very similar to one another. I think NBA is a separate entity because of the contract. Anthony Davis, I think, is doing the right thing by telling his team that he's not going to extend and re-sign a contract extension with them. Would you agree with that? If you don't have plans to re-sign a contract extension, do you agree that Anthony Davis did the right thing by telling them now that I'm not going to re-sign? Yes. Okay, so we're on the same page there. Essentially, the result of not signing a contract extension is communicated so the team can make a trade, gain assets back at this moment in the best interest of... The organization. So Anthony Davis could be saying, I did the right thing in favor of the organization so they can get value back from me because I do care about them and want to see them successful, right? The thing you just put in question. Now, the dynamic is, well, how does that get out? Okay. And I don't think, I do in this particular case think, all right, maybe the agent did Communicate that, but it doesn't always happen that way, right? Because the moment a team, then even if it was kept under wraps, begins to start talking to other NBA GMs about trades, then all of a sudden, let's say you talk to 12 teams, that's 12 opportunities for the news to get out from all those GMs. And sometimes that happens, right? I know so and so's shopping, so and so, they called, you know, all of a sudden, then at that point, the candidate. So for me, there's no way around it. Okay, because you can't only at that point control your own culture from releasing the news. All of a sudden now, you've got to communicate to other teams. You've got to express interest. You've got to gauge interest from other teams. It's gonna get out there. So at that, so why fight? Why stress trying to prevent something that's gonna happen anyways? News is gonna get out there the moment Pelicans start saying, "Hey, what would you think for yeah. Anthony Davis?" Okay, so debatable. So then at that point, you do the right thing. You tell them now. This is this is what I'd like. Now, I do think it's kind of crazy when you start getting into trade demands. I want to be traded to this city. I only want to go to these cities. But even that, TJ, I'm conflicted on, right? Because doesn't that have to be known during the trade discussions for the organization? Because if I'm the Wizards and Anthony Davis has communicated he has no desire to be on my team, then – that plays into I'm probably not going to present a good offer. I'm not going to really pursue this if the player doesn't seem to want to come in my direction.
1: So this is such an oxymoron to me. Like, I'm not even sure oxymoron is the right word. But it's conflicting and confusing to me because I keep hearing that these players have no power. And like that, that's what they're fighting for is power. You know what I mean? Like We, we should be able to dictate our future. And that's... But in the scenario you just suggested, I would say they had absolutely all of the power and the organization had none. Because they're able, like, if Anthony Davis, and I'm not, I, don't, I'm not, I like Anthony Davis. I'm not hating on him because this happens with all kinds of players, you know? Um, if he says, I want to be traded and I only want to go to L.A., does he suffer from that at all? No, only the organization can suffer. Only other, only others are going to suffer because of that. And so it's like you, you, completely have all, all of the, all of the leverage. But then they keep complaining about not having leverage. Like not, like it, it, the only person going to get hurt in that is the organization. Which, which the I, only person going to get hurt in that is the person that put, took a flyer on you, drafted you. The only person going to get hurt on that is the one that gave you the max contract. Yeah. The only one that's going to hurt you is the one that's propping you up in your city is the best thing ever. That's the only one getting hurt on it. But yet, players just need more. They are not being treated fairly. Like I, I I'm, and I'm not. I'm not a, like a player hater. I just can't <laughs> figure it out. I just can't understand. Like I, I feel like, I feel like the people running these organizations. And don't get me wrong. I don't feel bad for a lot of these guys running these organizations. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh my gosh, they're being treated so unfairly. Like, but I'm not buying the other end of it. So, so that's why I, I'm with you there. I I don't mind
0: the trade request being put out there, okay? Because I think it's, it's okay. I'm not going to resign. I'm I'm allowed to do that, okay? We can get past that, right? A trade's then going to happen. I don't like when you start putting demands on where you want to be traded to, because that's you trying to control the objective. That's why I still I, I look right now in this moment and admire Paul George like crazy. Paul George said, "I'm not going to resign in Indiana." let's start talking trades, okay? You could say, well, he put a trade request out there. I want to be traded. No, I'm I'm beyond that. If you're not going to re-sign, a trade's happening. So those conversations are in conjunction. From this point forward, in my opinion, NBA-wise, if you say I'm not going to re-sign on a contract, that's also the end of that sentence is, therefore, I need to be traded. That has to happen, okay? Would you agree to that to some degree?
1: Yes, but I still go back to like it doesn't need to be. That's Announce. looking
0: out in the best interest of the team, though. Yeah. It's going to get announced, though. I mean, there's no way around that at this I point. Mean, we've heard – I mean, You can't shout to all these on, teams and get on. all these teams how, to stay quiet.
1: How long have they been talking about Anthony Davis leaving? They talk about Anthony Davis in every program for the last eight months, right? And so – But it's when he made the announcement that he wasn't going to resign his contract.
0: That's when – the natural byproduct of that is okay. But there's going to be a trade. People
1: were talking before. People were talking before. But, he w-
0: but it wasn't sold that he wasn't going to resign. It was when he made that decision. But when you start, but when I look at Paul George, he said, "I'm not going to resign." Therefore, a trade's going to happen. He didn't say this is the only places I'm going to. In fact, he was shocked. He was shocked when it went to Oklahoma City. He was not expecting that. He did not think that that was in the cards. And all of a sudden, he went. I like that, right? He, he said, I, I'm not going to sign. Boom. Send me, you know, Oklahoma City takes the risk, right? Paul George goes wherever the team trades him. Then when he becomes a free agent, he makes the decision. I can go play wherever. But when you start, like if he goes to Indiana and says, I want to be traded, but oh, oh, yeah, by the way, Larry Bird in Indiana, right? By the way, whoever else is on ownership, I only want to be traded to these two teams. What? Now you're holding me hostage? Right, it's already hard enough you're wanting to leave our organization after all we do. But now you're telling me, dictating how I need to operate. I don't like that. Say you want to be traded, fine. Same with Jimmy Butler. He put out his list of requests. I want this team, this team, and this team. Jimmy Butler's actually bothers me even more. Jimmy Butler's bothers me even more, TJ, because they gave up so much to get him.
1: Well, you know, here here, of all of uh, the lesson here is that all of them. Here's the le- trickle it all the way down, college, high school, NBA. The, the lesson here, because you like his less than this guy, and this, it's all in the approach, like how you handle this. I mean, there's nothing wrong with transferring from one college to another. There's nothing wrong with maybe even moving high schools. There's nothing wrong, with maybe even changing NBA teams. But there's a right way to do it. You know, like I, my concern is that we're doing it the wrong way and we're doing it for the wrong reasons. Let's, talk, let's take a quick halftime
0: break. Let's expand on that because I, I do want to reference a college player who recently transferred who I think did it the right way, but I want to get your thoughts. Well, what is the right way for someone to transfer, whether high school, collegiate, or pro? All right, quick break with our friends over at TeamSnap. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap for today's halftime communication tip. As a little reminder, our words are a gift, and I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And recognizing that it is a gift, we need to ask ourselves a question. Is the gift we're giving worth giving? See, gifts by nature are designed to bring joy to someone else, to uplift and to empower them, or to bring value to them, or to add something to them. Our words need to be following that same thought process. This week, as you go through practice, as you spend time with your team and with your coaches, ask yourself, are the words you're giving to those around you a gift? Are they receiving it as if they would a gift that they're enjoying? Or are they looking at it saying, I would never desire to have this gift in my life? Recognize that our words are powerful and they can be a gift when used correctly. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, helping get everyone on the same page from coaches, players, and parents. It's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. All right, Adam. So tell me about this
1: right way. Jalen Hurts of Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. think he did it the right way. Absolutely. He... And... and I'll even say when Jalen Hurts, like, I wouldn't have faulted him for doing another way. I mean, he took the absolute high road, but I wouldn't have faulted him for leaving the year before. Why so? Because he's a competitor that had proven himself, right? And coach decides I'm going to go with this other guy, and he's going to be my guy, right? And as a competitor that plays that, I'm not going to have the opportunity to play. Like, I would have not have been – uh, I would not have been disappointed in him if you went to coach and said, "Coach, I respect your decision." You know, he's the he's the player. I'm still trying to make an NFL career, do whatever. Um, I'd like to go somewhere where I can play. I wouldn't have any problem with a coach telling me. I mean, a player telling me that mm-hmm. as a coach.
0: Oh, I'd agree. I'd look at Jalen Hurts, but he took it even to another step forward. Yeah. You know he he not only honored coach he he served that role as the backup this year. Yeah. He stayed ready. He prepared. He got moments in big games where he led them, you know he I mean, won them a that, national championship. Absolutely. So and then because of his graduate transfer, he has the ability to go and, and be that guy at a different program. That's how it was done. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he, he was able to do it. It looks and appears that there's no bridges burned in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. There's no toxicity amongst the team and the coaches. There's no like messages going out in the public about as eh, so and so he didn't give it his all. I'm upset with this person. There's none of that. The fan base actually at uh, Alabama, would you agree with this? Probably absolutely loves Jalen Hurts. Like absolutely, he's an icon in my uh, opinion at Alabama forever. So you leave in the best of circumstances. And then you get a chance to go and, and actually get one last shot as the guy yeah. at, at a prime time school at Oklahoma, yeah. I, and know, still maybe get to your NFL degree. And I don't career. know
1: what I don't know what goes into like what everybody said in their recruiting process, but you know, here in Georgia, the quarterback's leaving. He's a five star. Uh, fromm has been the quarterback. Fromm's a four star. You know, this five star came in, didn't beat From out. He's transferring um, to Ohio State. I don't even know that I have a really big problem with that. I think he let the team know at an early place he finished out the season with them by all accounts they said he practiced extremely hard till the very end was all about the team Um, you know I don't have a major major problem with that either you know i mean i, I do think that they're I, the only problem i do have with it is i think that we're bailing a little bit early like if success doesn't come fast people are bailing right so i don't know. but morally i don't necessarily have a problem with that mm-hmm. i yes. don't think he's hurting others yeah
0: sometimes we don't let the story play out enough yeah right yeah. You know there could be something really interesting and powerful happening you, just, you cut the cord before it, before it's ready what is a healthy way then to transfer if you're a high school athlete well, I'm a sophomore, not liking my situation. feel like it's not toxic, but it's not great. I feel well, like there's a better opportunity.
1: Well, I feel like parents play a large role in this. You know, I mean, I, because I, it shouldn't be very easy to transfer high schools. Your parents are going to have to make some significant changes and moves to be able to do that, you know. And, um, and so I, I think when it goes down to that level, when you're going to high school, what does a good transfer look like? I, I think it looks like... I would say this. I, I, let me say this. I would say the same thing in the NBA as I would in college, as I would in high school. Like honor the process. Like make sure you go about it the right way. And um, evaluating why am I wanting to transfer? How much of this is actually on me? Have I had this conversation with coach about why I'm leaving? Have I, you know what I mean? Like have I gone through all that? Like if a player came to me and and says. Coach, I'm hey, I'm out of here. I'm not getting my playing time. I'm done. You know, like I, I don't really. Eh, let, let's talk. I mean, I would. i rather them come to me and say, Coach, hey, listen, I'm considering transferring. And here's the reasons. I don't feel this in this program. This in this program, and I'm not able to do this. I I, I hear that. Like that's a, it's okay. You know, like because I know that every player in my program is not going to be happy. The fact that they had the um, uh, we're about to come and have the conversation to make sure that we weren't just missing something like we weren't communicating well, or I hadn't done something or whatever, you know, um, I, I would make the child go through that process. Like I would make them go to their high school coach and tell them why they're not coming. And, and, uh, be honest, before that, I would ideally have them having communications of their coach along the way about what's not happy. From what I'm hearing from a lot of high school coaches, completely caught off guard. Mm-hmm. I, uh, this player just left. They didn't have whatever. Green. Like Simple grass
0: is greener. Yeah. Chasing and it. For
1: my players that have ever left me, like I'm thinking over the last 15 years, players that have ever left our program, I would say that I was caught off guard by one. And... um yeah, and and it wasn't even that mad except for their way of handling it was just poor, and that was my only. You know, I wouldn't have been mad. I just the way that it was handled was poor, and so I, yeah, I and not caught. And I, so when players are catching coaches off guard, did you do anything all season? I, I'll tell you. Give you another example. This is I know this sounds a little long winded, but recently had a player who were interested in, in signing them at our college, right, and then playing to come play with us. And how's the season going? not good man our coaches are this and our da oh really what are you doing about that not much i can do they're just their coaches are not there. eight you know so what do, oh really did you talk to them and they wouldn't respond no i didn't talk to them and i basically just lit into that player i'm like look you got two two weeks left in your senior season and you're just gonna ride it out like my coaches suck and my teammates are this like you only get this season one time like if that's the way you're going to end your season, your career, like I think that's soft. And I told him in front of the parents, like I, I feel like that's really like you're just going to bail on that. Like you've got to fight for some things. Like at my last senior year, I'm fighting for the, is, the last minute to have the best senior year I can have. But just to roll over and blame it on people and coach like, hey, but I feel like that's the norm. And, that, you know, people don't have any problem telling me that because it's acceptable now. Like, and, and um, yeah, so that's, that's my, my, my soapbox on that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, but, but I'm intrigued, and I think it's really fascinating when teams can separate. And correct me if I'm wrong, TJ, would you say those other ones, besides for the one that caught you off guard, the ones that did transfer, was it almost a joint decision? Yeah. Like, was there communication where, like, you know what, yeah, I get it. You know, I think I think that's the best.
1: And almost to the point where you maybe are helping that athlete. Yeah. I think most of the time it ends like that. As it should. Uh, Yeah. I mean, mean, what is? I don't want to keep somebody that doesn't want to be there. And you You don't want to keep someone from maybe
0: their dreams and their goals and their potential, right?
1: I've had many conversations, and I said, listen, I can name five programs that are a better fit for you because I know you don't like this, this, and this, and it ain't changing. That's who we are. And so why don't you go do this? Like, I I, mean, it's an open conversation.
0: So here's the one thing I want to ask you one more time about Anthony Davis and NBA dynamic. What's your response then to all the individuals say, well, listen, the organization will do what's in their best interest 100% of the time and don't always care about the player and don't show the loyalty for the player. Why does the player have to then show it to the organization? You think about on the heels of, DeMar DeRozan being traded blindly from Toronto after committing and doing everything for that city, then boom, he's gone. Right? So you hear that so often. That's a narrative that this is the players' time as they approach free agency to finally hold the cards, push things in their direction. When at the other time, it's really up to the players, up to the the organization. You look at Isaiah Thomas in Boston, right? really wanted to commit, played through injury, through Boston, really wanted to serve that organization. Then they say, whew, you're out, done. No questions asked, blind phone call. That, that's the dynamic that's a little tougher
1: yeah, let, in the NBA let, dynamic. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. <laughs> All right.
0: Okay, I can't wait.
1: Like in football, there's a lot of other things, guaranteed money, not guaranteed money, you know what I mean? In the NBA, they did, they did support you. They gave you a guarantee. Whether you're injured, whether you're out, whether you're whatever, they, they've agreed to pay you your money. They, they essentially bought you your rights. Nope. Oh, the what? Oh. I mean, that is true, but that's not
0: completely telling the whole story. Why? Because when I'm a free agent, you agree, that's the player's time to make the decision. So if the player commits long-term to a team... Because of these conversations, we're going to build around you. You're going to be our centerpiece. You're going to be our face of our franchise. And I make that decision to commit to you long term. And now you take essentially two years later and you trade me to a city that I have no desire to go – you then robbed me of my only opportunity in this moment to actually make the decision, to, to go where I want to go. And, and I and I committed to you because of your commitment to me to build long-term, and I'm now you so, ship me to San I'm Antonio. I'm so not
1: down with that. I mean, look, it, look it, it, if we guaranteed you this money, all right, you threw in some X factors there. We're going to build around you. We're going to do whatever. We're to, okay? You don't think
0: that's the conversation that these players are having when they're committing to certain teams and so, free agency? So there's,
1: there's two, two things to that, right? I don't think you should be having that conversation if you're the city, and I don't think you should be buying it if you're the player. We all know it changes. We all, that's, I, don't, I, I think the same thing in college basketball. I don't promise my players anything, and if I did, they shouldn't believe me because people are lying. They're going to do whatever's best. Everybody's going to do whatever's best. But
0: that doesn't apply for the player you're saying. What? To do whatever's best for them.
1: No, I'm, I'm saying they're if, – Because if, that's your issue, when, right? No, like when, when the player sign... steps up to try to do whatever's best for them. Here's what I think. They paid you for a job that you agreed to, okay? So whenever, whenever I walked into a manual and signed my contract, I gave up many of rights, I gave up a lot of my rights. That's why I can't demand a trade. That's why I can't do things that are unethical according to our schools. I can't do things, you know? And so what's different? I know people like to equate it to, like, it's not fair, the people's rights. Then don't sign the contract. Go on a one-year contract every year. Do like your cousin's guy did, you know? Just Mm -hmm. go on a one-year contract. But if you want to sign a four-year, $80 million contract, you signed away some rights. End of story.
0: I would love to get some hustler feedback on this episode. Right? Cause I, I think there's some interesting dynamics here. Coaches, if you're listening to this, let us know what you think about this topic and just kind of your perspective on it. I get what you're saying, TJ. I, I
1: understand. Right. At the same time, I, I think... I think nobody's, hold, nobody's holding anybody hostage. Go overseas. Don't take your draft pick. Anthony
0: no, Davis is not no, no, asking but, to leave right no, now. No, the way the He's just saying sh- at listen, the end of this term, I'm not going to resign, and then, therefore, it is in your best interest to trade me.
1: Yes, which would have been fine for him to mention that to the team. But, obviously, they put it out there, and that's why they got fined.
0: Now, it's a different conversation. Maybe one will include on a shoot-around. Do you have an issue with LeBron... And let's not talk about it now, but is LeBron being connected to the agency? I absolutely want to talk and get your perspective on that. But coaches, let us know what you think about this topic. Send us a tweet at hardwood underscore hustle. We'd love to get your feedback on this. TJ, appreciate the passion. I'm not asking for a trade from this partnership. I'm in this.
1: (laughs) I appreciate the transparency. All right, buddy.
0: Hey, I'm Adam. He's TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.